Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information and uh, just make up a bunch of stuff, too, I guess. Um, you know, it is holiday weekend, uh, Halloween to be specific. And so maybe you're going to combine your favorite, you know, your, your favorite uh, things for boating and, um, and uh, Halloween festivities. Are you going to do that, Barry? What do you think? Yeah. I, no, I don't think so. Why? Uh, I can see uh, on Facebook Live and YouTube and Twitch that you have dressed for the occasion. But actually, you kind of look like this every week now that I think about it. You're no, always, I, I didn't shower this whole last three days. Wow. Authentic. We didn't really need to know that, but thank God we're you know connected virtually as opposed to uh, in person. It's yeah. not that bad yet. Bonus. He, yeah. He's slowly morphing into a nautical version of Captain Lou Albano. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Who? Yeah, he has his pirate cap on. What do you mean and- who? You don't know who Captain Lou is? Uh, nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, you know, wrestling a little too highbrow for uh, Barry Easy Boater, but that's fine. Uh, well, Patrick just, ba- you, you know, dated himself. Wrestling? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Cindy Lauper, Captain Lou. Gee whiz, Patrick. Well, Cindy Lauper, I know. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Was well, videos. Let's okay. get let's get back on course. This is we are we're uh, we're already drifting off off the plot line for today's uh, you Only know cruise. Yeah, through the latest uh, boating news and information. Big uh, stuff happening this weekend. On top of Halloween would be the uh, Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. We hope to have a man or a woman on the street or from the aisle, the boat show here in a little bit. We'll see how that progresses. I've already talked to a few folks. Have you uh, talked to some people there uh, at the boat show there, Patrick, or what? What do you think? Yes, I have. And what what are your, your initial reports as far as crowd and how the show's going and that kind of thing? Greg, the, the calls that I get, don't people aren't informing me about crowd size. It's usually this boat's on display and we've got X going on. What do we do? Okay, but you don't so, bother to ask them how, how busy the show is? No, because I'm busy trying to, to resolve the issue that they're having. Okay. But, it, uh, but here's the thing. I know on the World of Boating Facebook page, so it would also be on the World of Boating website, uh, they did post a link to one of the dock cams down there. Hmm. So you could get live views um, from the dock uh how the show's going so oh. you don't even you don't even need our report just go to world of boating facebook and uh check out the live dot cam okay i didn't see that uh so of course what did. are the odds yeah but uh I mean, yeah we can check that out too but uh, i did talk to a few folks that are actually uh, were at the show yesterday and the day before they said it was very busy uh people were uh, pretty happy about just getting out and doing something i think so that pent-up demand that we talked about last week on the show seems to be materializing 
And, uh, you know, it, it looks like it's going to be an c- extremely busy weekend for the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show, which is, I think, good overall for the industry. And the weather turned out great down here. Yeah, that helps, too. Yeah. What do you think, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, it's always been a very well-attended, busy show, even the last couple of years. So the the, the question, I don't want to rehash what we talked about the last couple of weeks, but it is it really is coming down to are the consumers that are serious about buying a boat, how long are they going to be willing to wait to get that that new boat? Yeah. And when you th- when you think about boat production, when you think about uh, the recreational end of things, it, you're going to a show, you see, yeah, okay, this is the model that I like. Now you sit down with the sales staff. Now you're going to cut you're going to custom the, the manufacturers there are so many different options for these models that by the time you spec everything out and that order gets released, this boat this no matter the manufacturer, this boat as from the time that the molds get sprayed, it is being built for you. It's got your name on the sales order. The the people that are putting this thing together, this is being built specifically for you, your options, your colors, everything. And that, I think, is really what kind of drives some people to where, yeah, I'm willing to wait because I'm having this very expensive uh, product is going to be, for all intents and purposes, custom made for me exactly what i want barry what say you well you know at one time you used to order a car that way you never went to a lot and just took a car home you would actually order it with exactly what you wanted in it what colors it was going to be uh, what kind of interior you're going to have so this is really a turnaround with boats getting a custom built boat to your specs mm-hmm. and don't forget don't forget to order the undercoating you yeah, gotta get course. you gotta get the undercoating okay <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we, we're, I think everybody's expecting that the show is going to be really well for the manufacturers and the vendors down there. Uh, I know they're expecting orders. I mean, again, a lot of manufacturers, the 2022 model year is sold out. They're taking now, you're, you're getting your place in line for the 2023 models, which won't actually go into production until about mid-year next year. Wow. Well, you know, hey, get it while you can, or at least get your name on the list. What's what's the time frame from ordering a boat? I mean, how long does it actually take? Depends in the shop to build. If it was a normal, not not having these issues, de- getting yeah. no, it depends on the size of the boat, Barry. So, I mean, if we're if we're, say we're talking about a, uh, well, let's say we're talking about a thirty-three foot uh, twin outboard bow rider. Okay. Uh, from the time that the order gets released, you're probably looking at thirty to forty days. Okay, that's not bad. From getting started on it, you mean? From no. the times, from the times the, the order gets released. Once the order gets released, I don't know other manufacturers. I can only speak for the one that I work for. Nothing is stocked ahead of time, so there's not there's right. no pallets of upholstery that are waiting for an order. Everything is made just in time for that specific boat. Even inventory in the stockroom is kept at a minimum. So as product changes, they're not left with a bunch of stuff that is now obsolete, right. you know, cause uh, technology is changing so quickly. So everything is kept, you know, really, really Fresh. thin, yeah. you know, on that line. But when that order gets released, that's when all the machinery, if you will, uh, starts moving for that particular boat. 
the 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 vinyl, the the foam orders, the substrates, the mold gets uh, inspected, the mold gets waxed, and it's a constant because again, the the orders right now is one after another after another. So when I say that, it's not like there's a mold sitting there waiting for an order. A part will have gotten pulled, the mold gets cleaned, it gets inspected. If there's anything that needs to be addressed, they do that. Then it goes and gets uh, waxed and then Joe coated, chop coat, bulk coat, you know, and then you get your structure put in and, you know, your components, if you will, water tank, waste tank, things of that nature. And then it's popped out of the mold, cut, ground, and then released onto the production line. So you really kind of got two phases there. You got the lamination end that has to occur. And then that moves from that department into the main production building where all the fun stuff really begins. Okay. So two months at the most, maybe if everything was running smoothly, it, it, that's that again, depending on the smaller boats, the smaller term, boats are probably quicker. They're, yeah. They're, they're booming out of there. The, the larger the boat, the more components, uh, the more complicated the build, uh, the more time uh, that is involved. But I think even with the larger yachts, the 38s and the 42s, I think they're doing uh, 1.2 a week right now. So it's it's moving pretty good. Hmm, cool. Are they trying to even ramp up production so they can take advantage of some of that backlog or what, Patrick? It, there, there's, there's, we, oh, so I, know that, I, I know that a lot of manufacturers would like to, but with supply chain issues, there's only so much you can build where you're going to get yourself in a hole because what you don't want to do is have the product built. Then you got to go out into the plant, unwrap a boat, and start installing these components, uh, especially if it leaves a large part of the boat unbuilt, if you will, so you mm-hmm. can access these areas. So they have to keep all that in mind and play with the production numbers that way uh, to make sure that they they just maintain the the, the production moving forward. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, it's interesting. I, we, we've talked about this before, but I, I still wonder out loud if we are ha- we might be in the golden age of uh, the boating industry right now. We may I be in it because demand is so great. I don't think it's I, I don't want to refer to it as a golden age because, again, the the events that have bought about this boom, if you will, it, it's not that it's not something that anybody in the industry expected i know when the at the advent of the uh the pandemic manufacturers wait, wait, you're, you're well in a nutshell you're gonna say trump i think is that what you're gonna say no oh okay no we'll, we we'll, we'll have them clarify next on the world of voting stay close you're listening to the world of voting radio network Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i own a motel not too far from here and you'd be welcome to uh, spend the night in one of the empty rooms if you'd like Whoa! Look out! This is the world of boating. That isn't Norman Bates. That is uh, Barry the Boater, dressed as a pirate. And he's just here to make you feel uncomfortable (laughs) while you take a shower. (laughs) Uh, My mother was pregnant with me when this movie came out. She was what? She was pregnant with me when this movie came out. Oh, boy. That that explains something. I'm not sure what exactly. uh, Well, that's the story they keep telling me about that. Okay, Norman. Uh, look, this is the world of boating. Uh, Greg, your first mate, Barry the boater, Captain Patrick rounding out the crew. Uh, what are you doing with your boat on Halloween? Anything, uh, Barry? Are you going to like uh, put like orange lights on it, like a like some of the boaters across the country are doing? They're they're not they're doing like Halloween boat parades. You hear about these? No, I haven't heard about them. They um, are happening. I don't weekend. know how well that's going to work this weekend because it's pretty windy. It's it's the weather's beautiful. It's cool out. But yeah. it's a nice breeze. It's a little too breezy to be out on the water. I guess gotcha. if you if you if at the current state of boating with all the new boaters out there, you don't need to dress your boat up if you want to go out on the water and be scared for Halloween. That's just a normal day out on the water. Well, I well, don't know in South Florida anyhow. The uh, boat parades uh, for Halloween uh, that that seems kind of lame to me. Like instead of Christmas lights, they're just putting orange lights on. Yeah, yeah it's they like, all look orange, right? But, the, but that is happening. There's some Halloween boat parades going on this weekend for sure. Well, one, one thing that we missed uh, talking about a few weeks ago, which I had tried, mm-hmm. um, but I kept getting shut down by somebody who's Barry may, may, may rhyme with Meg Bolt. Um, <laughs> that doesn't rhyme with Barry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but up up in Jacksonville, so mark your calendars for next year. They uh, did a dead in the water, which was a haunted river boat tour. Hmm. So I which, still don't understand which, how that works. Well, it's Jacksonville, so it's it's anywhere you go on, on the water in downtown. It's pretty much haunted. Huh. I mean, you, you're just are you just looking at wrecked boats along the shoreline there, and you talk about the 
or is it or are you just taking in the smells or something like ew uh it just said that spooky season has descended upon the city of jacksonville especially been following the jacksonville jaguars uh and to celebrate the most horrifyingly fun time of the year 13th floor haunted house is teaming up with the st john's river taxi to offer a haunted riverboat tour for duval's duval's bravest souls okay the exclusive one-time event will occur did occur on wednesday october 13th uh guests were accompanied by a ghoulish crew of 13th floor actors from this year's theme, Dead in the Water, based on the golden age of riverboats and the mysterious creatures lurking in the muddy depths of the river. Hmm. Sounds like a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, they already got the smell down. um, So, you know, the the rest of it was probably pretty easy. Yeah. So as soon as you board the water taxi, uh, what, the captain looks around he kind of looks like a zombie. He's like, all right, who are we going to eat first to survive? You know, that would have been a good idea down here. I just don't know of any haunted houses in this area. Well, it was haunted river crews. They could just uh, take over the water taxis down there well, in South no. Florida. If the water taxi stopped at different places along the way. Well, just make the water taxi haunted. You know, just have a ghoul as your captain. Have you seen some of the captains on there? Yeah, you really don't have it's not to. not a big stretch. Much. Yeah. It's not a stretch. <laughs> okay. Nope. Well, uh, just hey, a thought. Yeah. We do uh we do have some actual uh some stories that I did want to touch on uh as we're waiting to see if we can get connected with uh some sources down at Flibs. Um want to uh give a a big kudos shout out to uh Don Swartz and Elizabeth Bailey over on the um uh, west coast of Florida. Uh, they are involved. They're members of a boat club. They actually run the, one of the boat clubs down there. And one of their clients was coming in, uh, told them about a distressed manatee that they observed. They hopped in a boat, went out. Uh, they observed the manatee for about 40 minutes. It was just really listless, started getting pushed up against the shore, uh, reeled it in and grilled it up and had a great dinner. No, then it then it then oh. the unfortunate happened where it rolled over, and that's not a good sign if it's a manatee. Mm, so yeah. um, the gentleman uh, there, Don Swartz, he got in the water. Uh, they were already on the, the phone with FWC, so they had permission from FWC. They instructed them what to do, uh, how to keep the manatee, you know, get it rolled back over, how to maintain the manatee while they work to get rescue crews out there. Last report was, of course, they they their manatee nine feet long was rescued from the water, uh, was taken to SeaWorld uh, in Orlando, uh, probably a victim of the uh, the red tide that's uh, been very prevalent over in that area for the last uh, I don't know ten twelve years. Does it say um, what what they had to do? What FWC told them to how how to roll over a nine foot manatee? What do you do? How how could you roll over a manatee that's floating on the wrong side? Up? Well, if they're, okay. if they're floating, so, it can't be that difficult. Okay. Fifteen minutes after monitoring the animal, the animal actually rolled over. At that point, FWC advised that we had to get the animal turned over or it was going to drown. Hmm. Swartz was then asked by the FWC staff if he could get in the water in order to support the manatee until the rescue team could get to the scene and take over. Ah, okay. um, and he did so. So he probably just uh, grabbed the tail and flipped it like a spatula. <laughs> I don't no, think so. I, I, I imagine he probably got uh, over on one side, reached over and with his other arm and kind of rotated, if you can imagine, a barrel 
Uh-huh. Well, then he was in shallow water. He was must have been standing on uh, on the he on the he was uh, yeah he was uh, he was in shallow. The one picture looks like uh, he's probably sitting with the manatee uh, kind of across oh, okay. his leg uh, with a uh, flotation device, kind of helping to support the head. Um, there is a picture there again. This story is uh, on the World of Boating Facebook page and at worldofboating.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really a, a great story. Um, but, but make note that if you do see a manatee in distress, don't take action on your own, call the authorities, call FWC and get permission because you don't want to do anything because of the nature of the manatees that you're causing more harm. Uh, well, than, not just that you'll get and, a $10,000 fine. Oh, you'll get, yeah, you'll get in real big trouble. It's well, the strangest I, thing. I, You're trying I, to help, and you'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I was I was getting to that point as well because they are a protected um, species. So you want to make sure that you know, what you're doing is within the bounds of the law. Again, best intentions. You know, they they observed for a while. They did get FWC on the phone, and then with permission and FWC actually asking them if they could do uh, these certain things, and then did that. So you know, we we hear enough about the uh, demonization, if you will of boaters and manatee deaths and here's an example of that you know boaters again some of the most ardent conservationists out there um that want to protect the environment and do the right things and say you know whatever your opinion of sea world and their history their uh a- animal uh rehabilitation program they're probably second to none uh in the country if not the world as far as taking animals like this and nursing them back to health there you go well the boaters do good to help the manatee population there's a headline we probably will never see but we can try to promote it on, on our own more coming up on the world of boating you're listening to the world of boating radio network This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the uh, latest boating news and information. And uh, on this holiday weekend and also uh, the weekend of the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show, we're going to try to check in with Ashley here in just a bit. And uh, she's uh, on on the street, on the aisle, on a boat down there at the boat show. So we hope to connect and have a first hand live report from the boat show. And uh, make sure we're covering that base accordingly here on the World of Boating. It's only appropriate. So uh, we will see how that goes uh, here in just a bit. Barry, why aren't you there, by the way? Why didn't you go to the boat show? uh, Because I had my third COVID booster. I've been in bed for the last two days. The booster put you in bed for two days? Yep. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, Same thing again. Headaches, body aches, uh, fever. Yeah. Yeah, So you're over it now. You, I mean, you look like hell, but that's how you look every uh, Yeah, but week. that's how I look every day, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I just felt like it, that's all. But at least I you're, mean, uh, you know, you're you're clear for COVID now, then. Is that the deal? I was clear for COVID before, but the booster was available, so I got it. All right, all right. So you just had a little bit of a reaction I, to it. I, pl- I planned ahead of time. I knew I was going to react to it. Okay. And, uh, again, and, and it is, but it's better to be, you know, a little run down for a day or so than... And uh, stuck in the hospital, so you've got your you're fully exactly. vaccinated. Okay, good. But that's why you didn't go to the boat show because you felt that's crappy. Why I have I felt crappy. Uh, I was planning on 
I don't know about going tomorrow. We would see. Yeah. Because I have some honeydews I got to get done. Okay. Well, so there's a possibility you might still run over there for tomorrow. Possibly uh, tomorrow, or I'll save up my nickels and go to the one in uh, Miami. Okay. Well, yeah, we that won't be till February. Patrick, you were there just for setup, or were you down there at all? Uh, I was not down there at all. I was handling things remotely um, because there may still be a... Uh, is it possible for a city to issue you a restraining order, like to actually be barred from entering a city? Uh, Barry? Uh, a whole city? I uh, defer yeah, to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been restrained from just about most cities in okay. Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, restraining orders, I think they do exist for... And they can... You know, account for an entire city or, or country yeah, or just, whatever. Let's just leave it at that. that. We'll just leave it at that for now. We'll uh, get a little deeper into that in just a bit and explain. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry Zibota, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information on this holiday weekend. It's Halloween, yeah, so that counts as a holiday for, uh, you know, holiday for some, at least. I mean, not maybe not everybody consider, considers it a full Halloween uh, is a, a holiday, but I think it counts, doesn't it? Even though we don't get, like, a day off work it, or anything? It's become pretty popular. It is. It is obviously a very uh, popular yeah. and, uh, day and, uh, for sure, and a good excuse make, to eat too much candy and that kind of stuff. So, well, if you have really little kids and they can't count, yeah. Well, uh, well, well I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, see that big bucket of candy that they get when they come home, right? And and that bucket could start to get smaller and smaller, and, and they wouldn't know the difference. Ah, okay. So yeah, when Uncle Barry. Wants to see your candy, kids. <laughs> Run for the hills. That's He's right. trying to scam it up. on your goodies. You know what my kids used to do? They used to sell it to their friends at school. They <laughs> wait about a week for them to eat up their candy. Then they would bring some pieces in and start selling it. For oh, a they'd sell them stale candy for a they profit sell, after Halloween. And they made they made money. Okay. I would expect nothing less from the children of a CPA yeah. than, than that. Because I'm sure Barry then had them form a corporation. <laughs> And they were able to write off, and they probably right wound up with a you know, yeah. that's just good parenting tax return. That's yeah. just good parenting, uh, parenting, yeah, parent, yeah, Parrington. yeah, one of those. <laughs> All right, look, I believe we got Ashley on the line from the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. Ashley, you with us on the World of Boning? No. How are you, Ashley? Hey, everyone, yes, I am out here at the Fort Lauderdale Show, and everything is just going wonderfully. Excellent. So yeah, what is the crowd like, Ashley? Is 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 it as busy as we've been hearing here at headquarters? Or Today what? has been in- incredibly busy. We have been blessed with a um, day of seventy five and cloudy. So it is a beautiful day to be at a boat show. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but the wind is just um, been steady all day today. So yes. it is the perfect day for everyone to come out and enjoy the boat show and get to see 
a ton of both on display. There you go. Do you, are you feeling that pent up energy too from everybody of of not being able to get out as much as they wanted to? Um, you know, over the last year, do you feel that too, or what? What do you think? I think that is certainly the case, and um, we have definitely seen a lot of customers come through the booth this week already that are you know here to shop. They know exactly what they want to see, and they haven't been able to see it. Um, you know, at their dealership or, you know, anywhere since inventory is so limited. So they're they're coming to the boat show with their list, hoping to see boats and hoping to buy boats here um, at Fort Lauderdale this weekend. Now, Ashley, uh, joining us from Regal Boats, Regal Marine Industries, live at the show. Uh, have you guys unveiled anything new at the show or what's going on with Regal in particular? So this has been an exciting show for us, for sure. Our engineering team has been hard at work. Um, We have our brand-new LX36 here on display, which we released about a month ago. Um, In addition to that, we also have our brand-new 38FXO on display that came out just a week or two ago. So lots of new products for us on the docks, and customers are certainly here excited to see it. Now the third, the thirty-eight FXO that you referred to—that's a flybridge version of the thirty-eight Grand Coupe that you guys have, correct? Yes, that model, um, the thirty-eight XO and its stern drive counterpart, the thirty-eight Grand Coupe, have been incredible boats in our lineup um, over the past couple of years since they came out. Um, but we've been getting requests for a flybridge, and there is just nothing like getting to drive from that top deck. Um, gives you a little bit of extra space for entertainment, and it has just been so well received from the crowd here at Fort Lauderdale. Does that mean, Ashley, that uh, you're, you're literally writing orders as we speak? Like people are ordering these and, and getting their slot uh, or getting their place in line for people delivery, or what? Putting in, <laughs> people are putting in their orders for sure. There you go. Yeah, and, and how how long is the uh, delay before they can order one right now are you even giving them a time or so, just depends <laughs> those those will be some somewhere out in model year 2023 okay got it so we have a strong backlog for sure so yeah I, well exactly I, I was talking about this last week on the world of boating that maybe people ought to just buy slots and then start selling their slots because <laughs> they got to put a deposit to get uh get in line don't they on a new boat Yes, definitely. Okay, but you don't you don't encourage that kind of those kind of no, shenanigans. We don't, we don't yeah, do that. probably probably not uh, not what we would like to see out of our customers. Yeah, <laughs> Ashley from from the the boat the people that you have coming into the booth and that you see at the show, what's their general feeling? You know, they're they're you're taking orders. They're being told it'll be twenty twenty three, you know, models. Uh, so mid year next year, maybe later than that, they're okay with that. They're they're more than happy. Part, um, it seems like now customers kind of understand that that's the situation. Um, it does make it a little bit less exciting, you know, to, to put a boat on order when you know you got to wait so long. But for the most part, you know, every manufacturer is saying the same thing, so customers aren't surprised by long lead times. Right. Um, it's just kind of the world we're living in. Yeah, they've been educated at this point, so they know what they're, uh, you know, in store for, and they're going to have to hurry up and wait. But uh, but it's good that uh, demand is so high, and, and you know, and I, I was saying this too. What do you think, Ashley? Do you think we're in a pretty good 
place overall for the boating industry because demand is so high or you know is it kind of a frustrating thing because uh, we're so backed up as far as deliveries what do you think ashley i would say um it it definitely can be a little bit frustrating because customers are not used to having to wait um but i think more and more boating has become the recreation of choice i know a lot of the customers that we've sold boats to over the past year are new to the boating industry and so because of that i think you know, boating in general is in a really great place because um, we've just gained a whole new set of customers, and that is, you know, certainly going to pay dividends in the future. Well, there you go. You'll take it, as we would say in the biz, <laughs> we right? We'll take it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's a good place to be. <clears throat> well, Ashley, uh, thanks uh, for giving us the report. I know you got a lot to do there at the boat show and talk to a lot of folks, so we'll let you get back to it. But we appreciate you giving us a live report here on the World of Boating today, okay? Absolutely. So great to be with you all. There you go. All right, Ashley. Ashley. She is uh, regalboats.com. You can go there and check it out and uh, see for yourself what the, you know, some of those boats that she was talking about. Uh, You knew about that debut, I guess, what, the 36 or the 38 there, Patrick? Uh, The uh, LS36, yeah, that that boat, uh, being aware that that boat was about a month ago, and what that is, that's a 36-foot bow rider but it's a hard top version and it's available in stern drive or outboard and there will be a couple other versions of that maybe coming that i probably shouldn't talk too much about now but i did send barry pictures of the one that was uh coming out of the front of assembly and i didn't ask ashley if that one was on display down there but but they're they're the thing with the manufacturer that I work for, they're continuing to push at this, to use your term, Greg, the golden age of boating, if you will. This manufacturer is continuing to innovate and push brand new product out in to keep that excitement. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the same boat with different colors or different fabrics. Right. It's new stuff coming. And as Ashley said, growing that, that base of new boaters that have gotten into it because of the pandemic. And want to get out and do things with their family and stay closer to home, yeah. so on and so forth. Well, I think those uh, type of companies are going to be the ones that are really going to succeed the most. There's no question. Because, yeah, there's probably a lot of people going to the boat show today not expecting a whole lot of new stuff to see. And might maybe they're going to be pleasantly surprised, at least when it comes to Regal Boats, they will be. But, I'll tell uh, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're a fan of flybridges, that, you know, the 42 that, that, that they build is is really really nice and the 38 um uh, really lent itself to it it wasn't something that i think they had planned on but there was a demand for it so the engineering team went to work and now there's a flybridge version of the 38 as well uh the one that they have down there is offered with outboards and that'll be triples i believe yeah. on that boat so you know it's a it's a really i mean you've got a lower helm station and an upper helm station right and then everything that the 38 grand coupe had well, I, I'm thinking Barry is thinking uh, he could get a 36 or he could get two more and get a 38, right? That'll be the determining factor if you just want two more. I'm I'm just thinking about having a nice little cabin with air conditioning and a head and a shower. Uh, 
Are, are you even talking about a boat? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, and look, I love my little boat surprise, but the shower consists of the ocean and the head consists of the ocean. Yeah. And, uh, well, you usually don't bother with that. Ocean. You said that at the beginning of the show. So, you know. Well, showering, well, at least once a week. Okay. Oh, boy. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast this is orson wells ladies and gentlemen that grinning glowing globular invader of your living room is an inhabitant of the pumpkin patch and if your doorbell rings and nobody's there that was no Martian, it's Halloween. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. This is the world's first radio show devoted to boating on a holiday weekend. Uh, it's Halloween. Uh, hopefully you're dressed accordingly. Uh, pirates don't count. Dressing as a what? boater doesn't count. I parents always count. You know, pirates. if you're on a boat and you're dressed like a para- pirate, people pirate. are going to just think you're, it's just any typical festive weekend, Barry. That's not very creative for Halloween, I think. You need to God, be. 
You need to go a little bit further than pirate I, on a Halloween uh, I for a boater. I'll, I'll, I'll think of something for the next show that'll be more unique. You should have dressed like as an anchor or, you know, maybe a, an anchor? Uh, a sea, co- anchor a sea cock. How about that? <laughs> we'll just leave that one lie. Okay. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, Captain Patrick, uh, he's dressed as a crotchety old captain. So once again, now, once again, no, the youngest person involved with this show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do have a scary story we, <laughs> we, we want to spend some time on. Okay, let's go. So, so over in Hernando County here in Florida, uh, and this was a, a hot button topic on the uh, World of Boating Facebook page when this one went up. So, Hernando County, the county commission there, uh, they collect, it's two issues really uh, fees to use the boat ramp. And now they no longer want to be involved with it. So they have basically contracted out to a private company to handle boat launch fee collections and fines. So a couple things here. Um, Should your taxes that you pay pay for the upkeep and maintenance of the ramps? And should you get charged to use a boat ramp? I mean, a public boat ramp. Well, like a user fee kind of thing, you mean, huh? Well, they they'll, they'll pay. You know, you have to use it's it's ten bucks, fifteen bucks. I don't know, whatever right. it is. It's like a toll uh, on a road, right? So, it just like I mean, you don't have to pay. You know, your your taxes pay for certain things, and you get that argument of uh, older folk. You know, I don't have kids in school. I shouldn't. My taxes shouldn't pay go towards education. Well, that's ridiculous. Of course, it's going to go towards that. And there's part of that that goes towards the county for upkeep and maintenance. So question is, I mean, instead of charging a fee to use the ramps, wouldn't you just look to increase the tax base to cover those costs? Well, that and, usually goes over great when you say you want to raise property taxes. Well, wait, but, wait, this, wait. but this is a tax. In, in effect, this is a tax. Well, you, no, you, it, technically it's called a user fee. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's a user fee because only the users pay the fee, which yeah. is fine. I don't have a problem paying a fee to use my ramps. When I go to John U. Lloyd, I pay a fee. If I go to Harbor Town, I pay a fee. Um, that's not the problem. The problem is these were public ramps that were built with public funds. Right. And, and they want to bring it, give it to a private company. You would say, well, what's the difference? A private company can charge whatever fee they want where a public uh, entity can only charge, can only cover the expenses associated. Uh, th- their income can only cover their expenses. They're not supposed to make a profit. Well, so they just say that their, their fee schedule will be $10 for a daily pay. This is for the one in Hernando County. Um, an annual pass for non-residents would be 75 bucks and 25 for residents. Now, if you do a lot of boating and you're a resident of the county, oh, you buy, and if, yeah. and if the, the annual pass is 25 bucks, okay, that's not really a big deal. But again, the turning it over to a private entity to then administer soon it, we're getting on a slippery slope where somebody in the county will get this bright idea. Well, what if we just sell the rights to uh, impose, you know, to set the costs to a company like some cities have done up in the upper Midwest where they've sold their uh, parking fee structure, you know, their, their uh, parking meters, they just sold them outright, got cash up front, and then this company comes in and they can charge whatever they want. Well, that's the whole thing. And then the company's charging more than they would normally charge because, again, 
governments aren't supposed to charge you more than what the expense is to run that particular item. This is the way around it. Now the government can charge a user fee. They're not responsible for the upkeep of it, so they pocket that money to use in other things. And meanwhile, the boat ramp people are making money, and you're paying for it. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be people that are going to watch them. I mean, but as it's been proven over and over again, usually the private companies can run it a little bit more efficiently now, than the government how can. can. It be, how can it be more efficient? Because they, they, they don't private, pay their people as much, and they, they well, get better deals. They market, you know, they, they shop around. I mean, Have you been up and down Alligator Alley lately? Because it's operated by a private company, and right. the roads are getting pretty crap. And, and when Can they I have an unruly uh, employee, they just feed them to the gators or something. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Well, that's possible. But, but so that's with, besides with, the point. With this deal that the county set with this uh, parking company, which isn't even located in Florida, it's based out of New Orleans, uh, the county will get 80% of the money from fines and passes, and the company 20%. What it doesn't say is who gets the bulk of the money from the daily rate. Hmm. Right. Again, it's another way for the government to get the money without uh, having to work for the populace. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they look at it as a win-win. If somebody's right. making a few bucks, maybe, but it costs them less. The way they look at it is a line item budget thing. So, you know, it's politics. It just depends on how you look at it. I'm not a big fan of user fees. Uh, myself, but hey, what are you going to do? We'll have to see how it goes. The people that live in the area, they're they're the ones that got to speak up and make some noise if they want to right. put a stop to it. So we'll have to wait and see how that uh, unfolds. All right, well, that'll do it for this week's edition of The Big Show. Till next time, remember, whether it is sale or motor, life is better as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. Swab. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.